0: Hello, welcome to The Briefing. It is Wednesday, December the 9th, and one year ago today, the Fakari White Island volcano erupted. It blasted tourists with volcanic ashes and gas. 22 people died, mostly Australians, and it's raised the question, should anyone be allowed back on the island?
1: Well, this has definitely started a conversation about adventure tourism and the safety of it. Should, should these tourists been, have been on that island that day is the question that everybody is asking.
0: Yeah, and that's the question we'll be asking in just a moment. Uh, first, here are the big stories of the day. A 90-year-old British grandmother has become the first person to receive the Pfizer vaccine outside of trials. Wow, such an amazing moment. Margaret Keenan says it was the best early 91st birthday present she could have asked for, although she admits she was shocked to be at the front of the queue.
2: I thought it was a joke to tell you the truth to start with. I couldn't believe it, you know, but I'm I'm happy it's happened. And now I've done it and um, hopefully it'll help other people come along.
0: It's amazing for her. It's amazing for the world to be at this point. You might remember back to the start of the pandemic where we were told there'd never been a vaccine for a coronavirus. And that it normally takes years to develop and here we are before Christmas and we're seeing the first person uh, inoculated. The UK started vaccinating citizens over 80 and in frontline healthcare. 800,000 of them will be inoculated in the coming weeks. And then they're expecting 4 million more doses to arrive from Belgium by the end of the month. But with 62,000 deaths in the UK, uh, the Prime Minister Boris Johnson has warned that this isn't an instant fix. It will gradually make a huge, huge difference. But I stress gradually because, you know, we're not there yet. But it's still not affecting Australia's timeline. Uh, It's expected to be approved here in March. And the long-awaited new media laws forcing Google and Facebook to pay for Australian news has finally been unveiled. This is a huge reform. This is a world first, and the world is watching what happens here in Australia. That was Treasurer Josh Frydenberg, who will introduce the laws to Parliament today. Now these laws will force Google and Facebook into a bargaining process with Australian media organisations to share advertising revenue. The government says that the tech giants now attract three quarters of advertising revenue. So it's taken a massive hit to the Australian media industry. Facebook had been threatening to remove all Aussie news content in a protest to these laws. But after a few concessions, they've walked back from that threat. And an inquiry into the Christchurch terror attack has found police could only have uncovered the government's plot by chance.
1: On the matters of how the attack occurred
0: and what could have been done to stop it, the commission found no failures within any government agencies that would have allowed the terrorist planning and preparation to be detected. That was New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. The 792 page report also found that the terrorist was radicalised more on YouTube than anywhere more sinister, like the dark web, and that the country's fragile intelligence agencies weren't equipped to deal with the threat of right-wing extremism. In August, the terrorist was sentenced to life without parole for killing 51 people in the attack. And just in time for Christmas, New guidelines saying that we should be drinking less. Now, the last guidelines were released back in 2009 and they said that we should have no more than two standard drinks a day or four in a single sitting. So that's a max of 14 standard drinks a week. 11 years on now, and the government's National Health and Medical Research Council is recommending a weekly limit of 10 standard drinks and no more than four drinks a day. And it's also changed its advice for teenagers. Before it was no booze before the age of 15 with parents told to delay when 15 to 17-year-olds try it for the first time. That's now being changed to no alcohol for anyone under 18. So a little bit of um, moderation encouraged there uh, as we head into the silly season. All right, in just a moment, we'll talk about the White Island volcano disaster. On this day one year ago, one of nature's most powerful forces, a volcano, suddenly erupted. It was the Fakari White Island volcano just off the coast of New Zealand. And tragically, there were 47 tourists on or near the island and around 12 of them were actually inside the volcano crater. The cloud just consumed us. I mean, it was the darkest, most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. You couldn't see your hand in front of your face. You could just feel your skin burning and the
1: Sizzling.
0: you could feel rocks pelting down in your hard hat. That was Matt and Lauren Ure, who were among the survivors that were either able to scramble onto boats or be saved by a daring helicopter rescue. In total, 22 people died and 17 of them were Australians. So now that we're one year on, what have we learned about this tragedy? What should have been done differently? And who'll take responsibility?
2: After the largest and most complex investigation WorkSafe has ever undertaken, we have concluded that 13 parties did not meet their obligations and should face charges in court.
0: So those were the findings announced just over a week ago by Phil Parks, the Chief Executive of WorkSafe New Zealand. All in all, 10 organisations and three individuals will face court The organizations could be fined $1.5 million each and the individuals $300,000 each. Gavin Dallow and his stepdaughter Zoe were among the Australian fatalities. And like the majority of the people on the island that day, they'd been on the Ovation of the Seas cruise ship. And along with Zoe's mum, Lisa, Gavin's wife, they'd come across from the cruise ship on a small boat to walk around the volcano. Now, Lisa survived. But her burns were so bad, she went into a coma. And when she woke up from that coma, she got the tragic news about Gavin and Zoe. Gavin's sister Meredith joins us on the briefing. Meredith, today marks one year on. How raw is this for you still?
2: It's still very, very raw. Sleepless night last night again. And yeah, it's all coming back. It only feels like yesterday that it happened.
0: We're exactly on the island were your brother and his wife and his stepdaughter when the crater exploded?
2: They were very close to the crater. They were the group that were the closest and only four minutes or so from the crater.
0: And so there were 18 of them that came across from the cruise ship to the island and only three of them survived, including... that's right. ...including Gavin's wife, Lisa... What attempts were made to rescue them?
2: It was only for the helicopter pilots that made the effort to go over there that um, they were given the chance. If those helicopter pilots hadn't gone over to the island, none of those 18 people would have survived. The death toll would have definitely have been a lot higher.
0: And what do we know about how the the 15 in that group, including Gavin and his stepdaughter died do you presume it was burns
2: we presume so but also the gases we've been told that some people didn't suffer as many burns as others so we're guessing it was the gases and the toxins that took some people's lives
0: will you ever know exactly what happened to gavin and zoe
2: we're hoping to we're hoping that the coroners will give us a report that's something we have asked for
0: Now, I'll come back to Meredith in a moment to see if the WorkSafe charges will bring a sense of justice for her for the decisions that were made on that day. But first, let's find out more about how it unfolded. Katie Stevenson is a reporter for TVNZ. And on this day last year, as this crisis unfolded, she jumped in the car and rushed up to Fakatane to cover the story. Katie, can you explain the WorkSafe charges for us?
1: In the last uh, week, we've had WorkSafe, who's the workplace watchdog in New Zealand, kind of come out and they have charged 13 parties under the Workplace Health and Safety Act. So they're saying that people didn't go far enough to keep people safe. Now, these 13 parties, so so WorkSafe wouldn't, wouldn't give any details as to who these parties were, but some of them have actually now already put their hands up and they do include government agencies. And I guess of note would be GNS Science, and that they are responsible in New Zealand for uh, monitoring volcanic activity. And the other, the other one of note would be uh, White Island Tours. So the tour company that was on the island on the day have also been charged under this um, Health and Safety Act. So I guess that the WorkSafe is sending a message here that I guess no companies and all government agencies really are, are above the law and finding out what went wrong that day and ensuring that it doesn't happen again.
0: So, what mistake could GNS Science have made?
1: Well, they they are the ones in charge of uh, the alert levels, and and I guess that will all kind of come out. It's not super clear at the moment as to why these charges have, have been made to, to certain people. They, these people haven't appeared in court yet. So in terms of the, the timeline moving forward, these 13 parties are due to appear in court in the middle of December. So I'm assuming that we will uh, you know, have, have some more information at that point.
0: So far, uh, no tourists have been back on the island since the tragedy. Do you think tourists will ever be allowed back on White Island?
1: Well this has definitely started a conversation about adventure tourism and the safety of it should should these tourists been have been on that island that day is the question that everybody is asking. Uh, we don't know. We we just don't know if people will ever be back on that island. The government and WorkSafe, they have been clear that they want to prevent a tragedy of this kind ever happening again. So it's very much a wait and see at this point. As I say yeah, there's, there's no clear timeline as to whether that will ever happen again.
0: So is the implication from these WorkSafe charges that no tourist should have been on the island that day given the alert level, or is that still not clear? Is is it potentially more a question of how they should have been on or, or the precautions that should have been taken when yeah, they went on?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more the the precautions. I, I, probably a bit of both, but more the precautions in making sure that the companies, the parties, they were following all the health and safety guidelines that they should have been following.
0: I guess, particularly with your Maori culture in New Zealand, um, from our point of view, it seems like there are a lot of really intricate and often really touching cultural ways of mm. of dealing with you know serious moments like this how will this moment be marked in new zealand
1: so there will be a, um, a a karakia, which is a prayer. So there will be a significant um, ceremony tomorrow at the Midai where a lot of the families gathered waiting for news last year. They all came together there and there will be a ceremony to mark the anniversary. There'll be uh, politicians who will be uh, taking part in that. And, and yeah, there will be a um, significant uh, Multi presence there in terms of um, what goes on, the karakia, the blessing, and the families, you know, com- coming together to, to remember their, their lost loved ones, but also remembering those who were severely injured in this disaster and are still having to cope with those injuries, you know, today.
0: That was Katie Stevenson, a reporter for TVNZ, and she's back in Whakatane today for the commemoration Before we finish, let's go back to Meredith Dallow, who lost her brother, Gavin. Meredith, what will justice look like for you?
2: My outcome would be that nobody is ever allowed to visit the island again for it should be permanently closed to visitors.
0: So people should just look from the ship. They shouldn't be getting off onto the island ever again.
2: No, I don't believe they should be getting off onto the island they can fly over it and view it from the air, but I don't believe personally they should be stepping foot on the island again.
0: What about the, the tour companies involved, including the company White Island Tours that took your your brother and his family onto the island? What do you think should be the outcome for that company?
2: I definitely they think they should be um, prosecuted because they seem to know that there was a risk and there was – volcanic action happening, and they should have made the decision not to take people on the island that day. So to me, they're the ones who should be held responsible for what's happened.
0: And so the charges are against 10 organisations and three individuals. Those individuals could face a fine of $300,000. Would that go far enough to bring justice for you for the decisions they made that led to this tragedy for for you and your family and many others
2: at the end of the day nothing's going to bring those back who died on the day no amount of money or anything is going to change what's happened but i think as long as there's a consequence for what happened on the day we will be happy with that
0: and for you personally how do you mark or or even avoid or how do you deal with a one-year anniversary like this?
2: Well, this is obviously the biggest thing that's ever happened in our life and today's probably going to be quite emotional and hard, but we're going to get together as a family and watch the memorial service from New Zealand and then we'll have um, lunch together and talk about Gavin. As we've done during the year, We, when wherever we're together, he gets mentioned and we talk about and remember all the fun things
0: that we've done amazing well yeah all the best for today and for you and the family as you move through this occasion and remember gavin thank you so much for joining us on the briefing
2: that's fine thank you
0: that is it for today's episode of the briefing thank you so much for listening tomorrow we'll find out how tasmanians feel about the new port arthur film